Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Director Showdown. It's Director me, Showdown. It's me, your boy. You know, no, no one, no other else. No, no, no nobody other else. No other else guy. Yeah, it's Adam. You know, who else could it be, right? And it's me. Yeah. It's Brent. And we're just a couple of of boys talking about a romance movie, but. We're joined to level us out here because mm-hmm. we're cisgendered um, straight men who yeah. don't have valid opinions <laughs> ever. In 2019, wait, we're gonna go all Joe Rogan on this. Now. Oh, it's not even 2019. <laughs> it's I'm like really wow. interested in the like turn yeah. that this is taking right now because it sounds. <laughs> oh, we didn't really tell you we're like a we're like so a far. yeah oh, yeah we're like we're a bunch of red pill. When yeah. did you like go on into the incel side? <laughs> oh, you know it, it's. Uh, you get fucked over by too many women who don't love you and uh, don't have any sex at all. So, so um, whatever. But my wife is back. Yeah, for another DiCaprio movie. What what um, number of episodes have you been on? What what number is this? Is this like my fourth? You were on Inception. I remember Shining. that. Shining. Shining, and then yeah. one other one. I think you were on another one. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was a Tim Burton movie. Huh. Was it? I don't know. Okay. I don't maybe think so. Well, you guys listening yeah. know. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. Our, <laughs> but our hardcore back. followers <laughs> would yeah. know. And yes, we do love women here. Women are great. And the more... I'm just going to keep digging this hole in, into yeah. the ground for yeah. me. Shoveling but, dirt over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the movie we're talking about today is Titanic. Um, Titanic is the 1997 box office behemoth epic. They're two fitting words. It really broke the box office in half. Mm -hmm. It really sank the competition (laughs) uh, at the uh, Academy Awards box office. Amy is not impressed. Uh, I'm impressed. (laughs) She likes she likes Likes good good fashion puns. Yeah, and. Most importantly, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, sank uh, America's hearts. Uh, that didn't Whoa, come out geez. as well as I. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah. I guess sunk it, drown- it drowned into America's pop culture. Pop culture. There, there you, go. you go. Yeah, the zeitgeist of the late '90s was definitely Titanic. It really had an impact, whether you liked it or not. Yeah. And uh, it was definitely worth a watch for this for uh, this season. Like, mm-hmm. how could we pass up on? The one one of the biggest yeah one of the biggest movies of all time just like in cinema in general it was only just knocked out by uh, Endgame right just recently yeah Yeah. well wasn't Avatar oh no I forgot yeah I think no Avatar Avatar excuse me yeah yeah you know speaking of Avatar Mm -hmm. he uses Jimmy Cam's recycles some good old dialogue. In Avatar from Titanic, if that, you, if that you doesn't it. surprise me what at was all, it? it was when um, she says, I, "I think Rose says, I see you' or something." Oh, Jake yeah. Soli. Yeah. She says, "Jake Soli." She says the Jake Soli line in in Avatar. I yeah. see because the Navi are coming is in this movie. Yeah, because we taught when we oh, did. Oh uh, wait, no, she doesn't say that. That's, um, I think Jack says it to you? her. He says, "I see you." Yes, yeah, and she like says, that. "And what do you see?" And then he says, "You wouldn't have jumped." There you go. Yeah. See, this is why we got Amy on the podcast. We, we have the Titanic historian yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> not not the event, mind you. The film Titanic. Mm. Uh, Don't get their hopes up too high. Amy, what would you call 
the fandom of Titanic? Do you guys have like a, a label you guys like to go by? Um, we call ourselves women. <laughs> oh. I love it. Damn, that's pretty. That's binary. Binary. No, I'm sure. I, w- I would count myself a Titanic fan. So you're a woman, a, a Berg We're- head, an iceberg head. <laughs> an iceberg. Head. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's something. I've been told by our producer that they're called jackoffs. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's act. That's pretty great, actually. It took I, me a second. Yeah. I'll embrace that label. Yeah. <laughs> Jackoffs. Yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, Amy. Like, what? What? What made you like? Where would you place Titanic on like your? Your list of like cinema that you love, like, is it on the very top? Is it close very, to the very top? top? Yeah. Would you say it's number one? No. What's number one? A goofy movie. Oh, I mean, that's a. I mean, of course, <laughs> a goofy movie, movie is way more epic than Titanic will ever be. I love <laughs> a goofy movie. <laughs> like, it's, I, a, it's an excellent movie. Well, look, there's the list. <laughs> there's like your list of favorite movies that are based yeah. on like what you personally mm. having to do with like. Uh, your experience in life and growing up with those movies. And then like, there's like, Oh, what you would say your top 10 are based on. Oh yeah, for sure. The subjective. Not that I'm saying a goofy movie isn't like cinematic genius or anything. (laughs) I, but I could see how other people wouldn't have it as their number one. (laughs) I think it's pretty great. I mean, that movie, that's a good movie. Yeah. That movie holds up, uh, in a really interesting way. Like I remember, like I put it on for like our son, I don't know if I said this or people know this, but Amy's my wife. I, <laughs> you she, you, you, you've you've emphasized it. it. Did I know, already say that? Plenty of times. Yeah, you've never yes. said it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you well, now I feel weird about it. But I, I put on a goofy movie for our yeah. son Atticus, and I was like getting sucked mm. back in because like it's a movie that I grew up with. But I was just like, this is such a like never again would a movie this fucking weird be made. Like, who was the guy who was like, hey, you know, Goofy. And, like, I think we uh, introduced his son, Max. Let's make, like, a road trip coming-of-age story that deals with, Mm. like, real issues of parenting and, and, like, abandonment and stuff. Like, let's put that in a a uh, goofy movie. The the 90s was, like, a good, like, dad cinema era. Beauty and the Beast Mm. might be number one, actually. Oh, yeah. Which is a terrific animated feature. So you you have two animated features at the top, huh? Yeah. So would you say you're more of an animation fiend as opposed to a... No. General cinema theme? No, I think that yeah. just has a lot to do with like what childhood, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, when to me, when I look back on like what's my favorite, I think like what did I watch over and over the most in my life? For sure, probably those two. And you know, I know all the lines and can recite that those movies mm. forward and backward, and they don't get tired. Like I never get tired of watching them. But mm-hmm. Titanic would be top five. Probably maybe like three, honestly, mm. three or four, like is up there. So we're in the Amy zone. We're in the Amy's <laughs> wheelhouse here. I yeah, love absolutely. this movie. We, yeah. we we will let you, Kate. We will let you lead the way on this podcast because, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm an ignoramus on this movie because <laughs> I haven't seen it since like I was a child. Honestly, yeah. So, but well, you watched okay, it just now. Yeah, that's what the, I'm yeah, fascinated. That's what by. I mean. Yeah, like you hadn't seen this. I was actually, yeah. I was gonna text you, but I was like, I'll save it for the podcast. Yeah. I was browsing Letterboxd, mm. and I was I was straight up pretty triggered by your review of this movie, which I think you have it. It was a, probably just like a fucking like <laughs> just it, a real quick. Yeah, it was a quick yeah. one. You didn't yeah. tell me what yeah. it was, and it's, probably it's like one and a half out of five, which yeah. I was like, whoa. And honestly, <laughs> I'd probably you know I'd probably change that now. I'd probably yeah. make it higher. Yeah, I, if I'm gonna be completely honest about it, like is it, the reason why. 
I didn't like it as a kid is because I, I was a I was like honestly like as a boy I was just into like action like that's just what yeah, I was into that's what I was thinking and I was just never and inter- Celine Dion singing in the background and yeah it's like, probably not, not my <laughs> not not the biggest thing I was into I mean it's it's uh, of an era for mm. sure I mean because yeah. like if you imagine like I mean if you imagine like seven year old Adam like watching this. It's like I'm stuck in a theater filled with people mm-hmm. watching a three and a half hour movie, and there's like maybe one gun in this movie. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of guns. Yeah, there's like three yeah, guns. Yeah. But it was like in the way where and like how many that guns is such a fucking that is be? such a fascinating. Yeah. Like, what are we in America? Exactly. Like I exactly. would love if you kept that metric. Of like re- of reviewing movies even now, like you walk <laughs> out of like, Adam's gun gun movie review. Like we walk out of Phantom Thread, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, God, that was that that movie was fucking stunning. And you're like, I don't know, could have done with like a snub nosed pistol. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in the third act or yeah. something. Like it was that's what it was missing. Yeah, where this where all the Saturday Night Specials and the fucking Tommy guns. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't know that you hadn't seen it in that long. Yeah. I, I thought you had seen it like maybe in your twenties, and you had that no, native of a no. review. Um, and plus, I, I've seen reviews where people retroactively mm-hmm. like reviewed it and they didn't like it at all. But um, you know, watching it again now, like I, I don't hate this movie. I just um, mm-hmm. the I, I still hold true that um, I don't really dig like Jack and Rose at all. Like I could have done with like the yeah. majority of like their romance plot, but um, I think it's excusable to have them in it because you need some sort of yeah. through line throughout the whole film, and they were kind of just like a simple like um, safety rope that you could kind of like latch onto to kind of keep things going in a one direction. So like, I I can't blame the movie for, for that. I just felt like, um, they weren't as complex as I expect from, um, just other romance movies I've seen, like Phantom Thread, like how you brought that, brought that up, like very complex relationship. That's very interesting. Um, and then, you know, Billy Zane was just kind of like, you know, just, just this one-dimensional villain. But uh, what I really loved about it was just all the set pieces. Like, it was just an epic scale of dis- destruction and just Jimmy Cam just going all out on, like, really communicating how this, like, disaster happened, you know, and ha- showing, yeah. like, everybody's involvement in it. So, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, all mm. those set pieces still hold up so incredibly mm. well. And um, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, play like this YouTube video, this Corridor Crew VFX artist react mm. video. From, oh yeah, uh, I think I saw that one. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just fascinating in how they go to show um, mm. how they stage those and like just how much they built for the movie. And they basically mm. built this humongous. I guess technically you have to call it a miniature, but that's like kind of ridiculous because it's like in a warehouse and it's like half of, they built like one side of the ship. And I guess when they would show the other side, they would mirror it or something, but they basically had like a full like set of the ship that they were Mm. doing the set pieces with and all that stuff. Uh, and it's just crazy impressive. It's like this was the era. There's no CG like at all, right? Uh, that, I think just a little bit. A little bit. Okay. It's really, really minimal. But it's in that era, you mm. know, like around 
like Jurassic Park to like Titanic, maybe even extending into like Lord of the Rings. Although right. Lord of the Rings introduces like Weta and introduces like crazy state of the art mm-hmm. CGI mm-hmm. and stuff. But like early to late nineties where it's just like the peak of miniatures and all that For stuff. Sure. And then yeah. you quickly have this pivot into and God, fucking Star Wars might be responsible, actually, because George Lucas got all of that off the ground for the prequels mm-hmm. of doing just digital CGI, green screen, everything. Yeah. And it seems like, unfortunately, that Hollywood has kind of taken that and run with it as opposed to the miniature stuff, which is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Titanic's w- was one of our last great like um, mm-hmm. miniature films. huh? Yeah. Like yeah. set piece movies. Mm-hmm. Um Something along those lines, mm. yeah. I mean, it's like you have movies that go back to that, like Blade Runner 2049 yeah, is yeah. one where they built these just massive miniatures, mm. and it really helps the movie because there's just this real, like, tangible, like, reality to it, and it's not just, yeah, like, like, all... A uncanny Valley sort of it's thing. It's not like a, like a Marvel movie, kind of... Like, Marvel movies get criticized for that, and I can understand why to some to some degree sometimes. Right, right. Um, where they just kind of rely on like, yeah, we're going to send it to like our mm. effects house and they're going to finish everything up. Mm. It like takes a little bit of the craft out. Man, I really went on a tangent on like miniatures. And oh, all yeah. this shit, but, <laughs> no, it's okay. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess we should start from, we should back up a little bit and talk about like, this is like 1996. 1996. 90, 95, 96, I think that mm-hmm. he's making this movie. Uh, I think pretty, he's, he's hot off True Lies, which is one that we didn't talk about this season. But it was one, a box. Was that a box office hit? That too? was a hit. Yeah, that was that was a yeah. hit. One that he kind of needed after the abyss because the abyss was kind of like a eh, mm-hmm. um, success for him. Not really a success. Uh, but then, yeah, and then after, um, what was his deal? Ugh, fuck, I think off of True Lies. Was he kind of blank checked at that point? Yeah, I think True Lies was the one. I forgot if we brought this up on Strange Days, but. Where they were like, or no, it might have been after T2, after mm-hmm. Terminator 2, where they were like, we're going to give you like $500 million to do whatever you want. And he was, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he $500 million? Yeah, it was insane because he like made this crazy, like T2 I'm is I'm assuming he, he like split that up between movies. Is that? Well, what he did is he split it up between, and I'm fucking this up. I should have looked this up again. Mm. But he's splitting this up between either... No, Titanic was one, and mm. then uh, Strange Days was yeah. one, because he was, uh, I believe, still with Catherine Bigelow at the time, or at least like a partner with her creatively. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to set you up with this deal so you can make Strange Days. I'm going to do Titanic. Mm. And then he makes Titanic, and it's the most expensive movie ever made. And uh, <laughs> we were, like, none of yeah. us were old enough to experience, like, the behind the scenes kind of you know the discussion about this movie but a lot of people thought it was a disaster like like they really thought it was going to be just a complete shit show because of uh like the delays oh you mean the the movie i thought you were talking about literally the titanic event no 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 go like yeah Uh, anytime i'm talking about the titanic i'm talking about the yeah the the movie the the production of the movie yeah and then and then it came out and then just had the most insane like box office run. Yeah. It was in theaters for like a year, mm. which to think about that now is pretty nuts. Crazy. So, so Amy, like when mm. do you, Brent and I have always talked about like our times when we saw 
Titanic. Yeah. Would you uh, share? Do you remember when you saw it in theaters? Like, what was your experience? I did not see it in theaters. Oh, so I okay. was too young. I remember my mom going to see it and loving it. I remember her getting it on VHS, which is two tapes. Oh, yeah. We've had plenty of discussion on the, <laughs> the, two, the two VHS. Tapes. Two yeah. tapes, yeah. Yeah. And she got it for Christmas, <laughs> and she was so excited. And then I was like, what is this movie? I'm a curious kid, but I still couldn't watch it because I was too young. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were like, I guess, yeah, five or six when it came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you probably just wouldn't understand it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's intense, I dude. can't see boobies. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand, like, why you can't see boobies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't see boobies. Well, also, why can't men me. see boobies? It's just boobies. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, see, I don't know. I don't... If I had a son, I don't. I, it's like it's just just breast, you know. It's like it's part no. of a beautiful female body. Who cares? No, no, yeah. don't want to look at boobies. Well, that's because <laughs> that's that's the sin zone. Adam, the sin zone. The devil puts. The Welcome sin to in. Brent Carroll's sin zone. Welcome. You're entering the sin zone. Brent, tell uh, us what's the sin of the day. Sin of the day, blasphemy. Pod, or podcasting, <laughs> our producer said. Um, <laughs> but okay, so Amy, yeah. you you had gotten it. I mean, your parents had gotten it for was it Christmas, Christmas? Yeah. yeah, and uh, you were too young. Yeah, and so, well, I don't remember what age my mom was finally like, "All right, you can watch it." But eventually, she let me watch it. But I had to close my eyes during the tits, the booby part. The and the part. sex in the car scene. Sex in the car. Even though it's it does very, not oh, so show vanilla, anything. The most vanilla sex <laughs> well, scene so, in existence. It's so funny because I, I feel like... I want to hearken back to James Cameron's uh, okay, yeah, yeah. nerdiness and how he's oh. he's a fucking virgin. <laughs> well, we, because he, and I talked about this, yeah. Well, the thing, the, the thing that I picked up on Titanic is what he should have done. He should have done what he did in Titanic on prior entries... Because oh, he yeah. he's so awkward when he films sex scenes in like Terminator One. Yeah. And it's just like he finally learned like, all right, let's just not film anything <laughs> and just go yeah. off screen well, and let the let audience the viewers do. think of exactly what Exactly what, what would be hot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. that's that's what I, I brought up our discussion of T one uh, with Amy watching it. it mm. Because because this movie is it shows real growth, I think, from that movie in that like it's I, I don't know, and I, I guess I'm hearkening oh, back sure. to your first takeaway that you said from this viewing that you still have that you don't buy a Jack and Rose, and I, mm. that's so interesting to me, man, because it's like that doesn't I don't know. It's like I buy them a lot, and I think this is like a very like sensual and romantic movie, which mm. I which I find really fascinating that like he made this <laughs> after after something like T one where mm. he feels like this like this virgin guy who's like afraid to, he's like, ah, ah, we don't need to, ah, I don't know how to film that. Like, yeah. I feel awkward doing that. Um, and it's like, I, I don't know. I'd like, I really buy their, their romance in this, but, but yeah, maybe it is smart, you know, and it's possibly just due to the PG 13 nature that he doesn't have to film like, you know, an actual sex scene, but I think it's yeah. more, it's more impactful that he doesn't, mm. you know, cause you have the whole buildup, of the drawing scene that's just like crazy. Mm. You just sensual. get the hand going down the side of the car, and which no one would do, but it's you know. very <laughs> iconic though. Like we yeah. all remember that yeah. scene. Yeah. So yeah. Jimmy Cam's did something right there. Absolutely. Man. This 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 yeah. movie really stuck around mm. in the culture mm. as opposed to, you know, possibly his next movie that we're gonna talk about okay. next uh in the next couple of weeks. But so let's loop it back and say so Amy, like you you watched it 
And did you immediately just like, like, this is it. This is for me. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. And mm. I was like, I love him. I love Jack. I'm in love. Was this, this the first time you like. experienced Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, no, I saw him in yeah. Growing Pains. Okay. Um, oh, I, f- I always forget he comes from Growing Pains. Yeah. Mm. That's like his first thing, right? Yeah. And then he did. I think, well, I what's think eating what's Gilbert, Gilbert Grape, Grape, Grape. I thought was before Growing Pains. Well, he was young in Gilbert Grapes, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, yeah really there's, know. and I mean, no. He also he was, plays he was such a heartthrob kid, in that so. one. Yeah. <laughs> there's no heartthrob there. He's no heartthrob. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, Mentally if, challenged if, kids can be heartthrobs. They can, they can. Oh. I don't wanna... <laughs> you took my joke and flushed it before I even said it, so we'll just leave it there. I don't mean to sound like an asshole. Uh, no, you don't. Um, I did, I see, I did see this movie in theaters and this is a story that I've brought up like a mm. few times already, but like my dad loved this movie and like took it upon himself oh, to yeah. be like an evangelist for this movie. So he'd be like, Tim, Deborah, have you, you heard of the Titanic? movie, the Titanic? Yeah. You haven't seen it. We're going, we're going tomorrow. I got our tickets. Like mm. he was, he was like going to see it with like, uh, I don't know, like people from like the church that we went to and all this stuff. Well, your dad was hugely into going to the movies, right? And yeah, so that's true. Yeah. This being such a big box office hit, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but I think that really be really into it. And yes, want to go see I it. agree, but it speaks to the like universal nature of this movie. I think, and that's something that I realized in a big way mm. watching it tonight is that like, fuck, there's like there's something for everybody in this movie. And it's like to to your For point sure, Adam, yeah, that yeah. it's not like maybe the the deepest of like romantic um, setups and stuff. I still think well, it's, that's why it's, I mean yeah. that's why I gave it the credit that you know mm-hmm. that it need, it needed Rose and Jack. Like I, it would yeah, be yeah. Um, it would be disastrous if we didn't have Rose and Jack. Well, it'd be like, yeah. You would just have well, just, Rose and Jack yeah. are what you have to lose with the catastrophe catastrophe yeah they create an emotional connection for the movie yeah i i can't i can't fault that for like a blockbuster you know you have to have like that emotional connection it's not some like this is not going to be some auteur indie film where you can just like you know just do like the the crew like planning shit out and like dealing with it like i don't know if there's a movie that does i'm pretty sure that there's some movie that has like just like no Real, like, um, well, Dunkirk's a little bit kind of like I was that, thinking about Dunkirk watching this a little you bit. You still got that one guy, but I'm talking about, like, nobody at all. It's just, like, following a, a disaster. I mean, it'd be, it'd be like a documentary at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah. like, it. what I found so mm. impressive watching it this time is there's, there's an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes of this movie that is pre- like disaster it's like pre-action yeah which is fucking crazy it's It's like crazy when i thought about it i was like even uh i don't know like another movie i was comparing to this a much worse movie is pearl harbor and pearl harbor is like trying to hit all of the titanic buttons yeah but (laughs) i mean that has bigger issues that has michael bay being like hey war's fucking cool right yeah (laughs) which is an issue um but it's also like yeah it's it's trying to fit in it gives like probably I don't know probably twenty or thirty minutes of setup, whereas this movie's like no 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 you're gonna get a whole movie's worth of like developing these characters their relationships why they kind of are connecting to each other and then it makes like the last half so impactful um, 
aside from all the set piece stuff in that, mm. like you're following characters that, uh, I mean, your mileage may vary, but it's like you, you care about them to some extent in mm. their relationship and how much they care about each other. But no, uh, yeah, I was talking about 97. I feel like I saw this in theaters. I think it was one of those movies where I got the hands over the eyes. You guys remember oh. that? Yeah. Where like you'd be in the theater or you'd hey. be at home yep. and like the hands would go over the eyes cause <laughs> like some boobies were on screen. Um, and it's so interesting to me that like this movie, I feel like awakened a generation <laughs> in a certain regard to Kate Winslet. because of Leo. Well, because of Leo and because of Kate, Kate Winslet in a certain sense, because mm-hmm. it was a PG 13 movie mm-hmm. and had boobies. In it. No boobies. In it. And, um, I, I mean, like yeah. I had my sexual awakening with like, was it Jessica Rabbit from fucking, uh, oh, from Frank Bob. Roger. <laughs> I feel like we talked about that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I was like probably like five. I was like, wow, oh, those shit. are big old boobies. Those are big old boobies. <laughs> you I saw like Kate Winslet, you were like, oh, she's no Jessica Rabbit, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I maybe did too. That was a weirdly sexualized movie. Well, yeah, because like that's it's a weirdly for kids. dark movie. You know, yeah. and then you had like this very, you know, curvy woman who was, uh, you mm-hmm. know, very <laughs> sexual. So like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Sure. But but I think yeah. it's really interesting that like that's that seems to be the narrative for mm-hmm. like how it affected two kind of different spectrums. Um, yeah, I, this is mm-hmm. definitely my sexual awakening where mm-hmm. I was like, I like boys. Ah, yeah. I like boys. I. Yeah. Jack you could have this is, you came is to great. a fork in the road and you yeah. could have been during the drawing scene like <laughs> I'm into Well aren't we this. all at a fork in the road until we figure out what it is? I mean, because before that it's like you don't really think about that stuff. Well, that, you're, that, a kid. you're getting into a territory that is a, <laughs> a little bit um in the controversial <laughs> spectrum of things. Is, is it is controversial? That, is that, is I don't that know the that common thing well, that an, we are it's an a insinuation fork in the road? that you know that we can choose our uh, sexual preferences you know, until there's an instance in time that... <laughs> no, I'm not saying you choose. I'm just saying you don't know until you know. And that was when I knew. Yeah, that's why I'm just trying to yeah. frame this in the most correct <laughs> way <laughs> yeah. possible no, without I, yeah. getting canceled. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that... Because, uh, yeah. like, sexuality yeah. and stuff is just not something that you're really aware of until something kind of like... Yeah, there's something where you're like... Comes to the surface. I feel yeah. something, and I can't put my finger on it, but I think yeah. I it's like usually, boys, or I think I like girls. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it's usually in childhood. It's just yeah. pretty... For me, it was, it was like uh, going hunting with my uncle and finding his porn stash. Oh, my God. Man, oh. let's I feel weird. Let's that right no, now. No, let's not. Um, <laughs> what, what magazines but, were they? I don't know. It was, it was like... No, no, no. You know, I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass on getting into that. Um, <laughs> Did your mom listen to your podcast? It was Game Informer. Then, uh, <laughs> it was no, it was Game Informer, our producer. No, uh, we really should just get you a mic, dude. Uh, I know, but, right? <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah. The, I'll, I'll, I'll share magazine. I'll share a vulnerable story because I don't okay. give a shit. Um, yeah. This is even before I even... No, I mean, I liked girls at the time still. I was probably like five. But what happened was my friend, like found his like dad's like porn magazines mm. and it was like we were in germany so there were like some german like porn bags oh my gosh oh no and like he showed How do me those differ are they worse well they got poo poo in them they have poop <laughs> no no it's just like i remember looking at the pictures of the naked women and like i couldn't like comprehend it like i didn't like <laughs> understand because i haven't you know i hadn't seen like a naked woman. Like, they had, like, piercings on their clits or something. Oh, and, like, my you're gosh. Just like, what? You're like, what yeah. is that? It, it Why would you do that? I was just more like, I don't know what this is. Like, 
Because I didn't have any concept of like a vagina or anything, you know. Yeah. I still don't, but Zinga. Bazingo. That's why I'm an incel still. But babies actually come out of the butt, Adam. That's ah, that's what blew I thought my they pee babies out, honestly. <laughs> I thought I knew how it worked, and having our son, I was just completely taken for a ride. That's yeah. what happened like, yeah, at the yeah, hospital. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. That is terribly gross. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna patch that up or like, what are you gonna? No, I mean, maybe eventually. <laughs> maybe um, eventually. Oh no, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also gonna say, uh, yeah. I think my big one, my mm. akin to your like Leo with Titanic uh, one, I think mine was a little bit later, which is usually how it is for, for guys, right? Was uh, Rachel Weiss in uh, The Mummy, I think. Is that how you pronounce her last name? I think it's Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Man, I've been saying it wrong for like. <clears throat> what do you say? I say Wise. I, I heard I've heard I'm a couple wrong. people say it on like movie yeah. podcasts, so I was like, I think it's Vice, Vice sounds know. like yeah. you know sounds right. I've never said either because I didn't know her name. So ah. yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> and then um, yeah, I was just like, oh man, Brendan Fraser. No, she so cool. she is she's she so was pretty, so pretty. And, like, smart and funny. I loved the Mummy. Yeah, I Dude, the Mummy loved still rules. The mummy, yeah, I wanted to be Brendan Fraser when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> Hey, he's in Doom <laughs> Patrol or uh, whatever he's it's in, called. He's in, he's in some things. <laughs> he's coming back. He's yeah, coming back, he's, thankfully. He's we love you, back. Brendan. Yeah. Uh, r slash save Brendan. Go check it out. Oh, it's a good subreddit. Also, related note, Billy Zane looks like Emotep from Dude, <laughs> Mummy. I always thought they were the same person. Yeah, And then sure. only recently, maybe even on this podcast, I forgot when I found out that it was uh, somebody different. Yeah, it was a different guy. I thought that uh, Billy Zane in this movie looks like the singer of uh, Panic at the Disco. And I'll just leave that there. That's uh, I don't know what that person looks like. Brendan Urie has much more succulent lips. Oh, have you seen young Billy Zane though? Like younger than this Billy Zane. He's 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 a good looking guy, right? And uh, he He was was a phantom, right? He was a phantom, which I watched as a kid. I I never saw. Um, I it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a bad movie, but I haven't seen it since. But what was cool about the Phantom was the VHS cover was sick because yeah. he had the ring and it was one of those holographic fucking covers. Oh. So it would flash as you would move it. And that was That's really cool. what I was into as opposed to the movie itself. Yeah. You know, just those like, VHS uh, box <laughs> box covers. Like, was it one of the ones where you had to squeeze the sides? And no, it was, like it, was it was just the, it the, uh, the paper of like kind of thick paper ones. Yeah. But it had like... The holographic screen. I think I had that one. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, the Phantom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Oh shit. What? <laughs> well, we now we need to cover the, the Phantom, Phantom yeah. for a bonus episode. This did you season. like that movie, Amy? It just it? sounds familiar. Phantom. He Show was, me the picture. So he had like a purple movie, leotard on, and it covered his, it covered his um, head, and he had like this kind of mask. Like over his eyes. Let's see the Phantom. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be the first thing that pops up here. The Phantom. I feel VHS. like I would remember the movie though, right? It's like purple, Unless I wasn't right? allowed to it's watch purple. it. It's purple. I probably remember it. Yeah. Yeah, he had a gun. What was I gonna say? Which Billy was cool. Zane. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. I think I think yeah. he's really effective in this movie, man. Um, oh, okay. I remember that. I remember mm. that poster. Um, oh, we're gonna bring bring it around town back to the Zane Billy train Zane. in Zane. The, the Zane zone. Um, and Zane in the membrane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think he's 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 really. 
I don't know, man. My my hot take coming out of this, and I'm kind of surprised by it uh, because we've been watching the Cameron movies. Uh, we're done with Cameron. As yeah. far as recordings go, uh, as far as releasing, we still have Avatar, which is going to be in a couple weeks, mm. but we've watched them all yeah. at this point. And my, my hottest take is that I think, uh, I think Titanic's his best movie. Oh, wow. I, I think it's his best movie. It's not necessarily my favorite. We're getting back into the Tarantino season here uh, okay. where we talk about, you know, like, yes, Pulp Fiction is probably, like, the best Tarantino. It's his most, like... Uh, you know, complete, like, well done. I mean, like, I'll, I'll level with you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that being, like, on a kind of, like, a pure, like, filmmaking, like, spectrum of objectivity. Like, mm-hmm. I could see Titanic, like, being there in terms of, like, his um, his filmmaking talent. Mm-hmm. Although I, I have to bring it back down a little bit based on um, uh, a little bit of, like, uh, plotting here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, just some... I mean, if I... It's nitpicky, I know. It's just, like, some just inconsistencies with how, like, things happen, like, the course of events. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 can, I can get on that board on, like, that sort of, like, this is his, like, best quote-unquote movie, you know? Yeah, it's like, and it's, like... Um I was, I don't know, like Amy and I were talking about this a little Mm. bit watching it. I was like, it's so weird that 12, 12 years go by after this Mm. and he comes back with Avatar, this like technically very, very impressive movie, but it's much more, I don't know. I feel like Titanic has a lot more interesting, uh, stuff going on in it than a movie like Avatar. Like Avatar Mm. is very kind of like streamlined and like. Avatar has a lot, there's a lot more room for like fuck ups in Avatar than Titanic, I think, because you're dealing with like a, a, an abstraction, like an abstract, like idea of an imaginary world in Avatar. So the inconsistency. You can't comment on this because I've never seen Avatar. Yeah. I found that out watching Titanic. I was like, are you interested in everything? of it, but I've never watched the whole thing through. It's just intimidating because it's so long and I'm honestly not super intrigued by the concept okay i mean that's i that's mean fair yeah you'll i mean you'll probably have to see it before we uh go see uh avatar 2 the seed bearer in theaters the uh december 2021 it's one of uh, Is that the four name? sequel names the yeah. seed bearer that's is one it about them. ejaculation I, I i hope so i hope <laughs> it is that'd be great what? the seed bearer jimmy cams huh? let's see it you might as well call avatar 2 the nutsack <laughs> i mean <laughs> sounds good i mean no but yeah i mean we'll have to watch it at some point cuz i mean you uh, don't it's going to watch next... anything Amy. well no that's <laughs> i mean you not, i'm not you well want. i'm a disney shill and i have to plug I don't my know it is about it. I'm not interested in it. Ha- it's not that I'm like anti like being environmentally friendly. I think that's great. We should save mm-hmm. the environment. We should, you know, no, my son's no, gonna have yeah. to live I, a global. I could totally do no, the effects global warming. But I just cool. like yeah. It's, I don't it's know. very. It's, it's a very yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's Navi people don't I mean, like interest. Like, well, I'm not like yeah. And then that's that's kind of getting back to what I'm talking about. With Titanic is like Titanic is mm. obviously a historical event. It's something that I feel like brought a lot of awareness to the actual event. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, I was a fucking dumb seven year old. Mm-hmm. What did I know? But um, I feel like I hadn't even like really heard about the Titanic before the movie. 
And I feel like it's a, it's a thing maybe like Dunkirk was for a lot of people. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, George, where um, <laughs> like a lot of Americans yeah. like knew kind of vaguely of, yeah. of Dunkirk. Like, like it's I was like you read about it in like a history book, one mm-hmm. line, and you're like, yeah. okay, this is Well, because you're deal, reading but... an American textbook, yeah. and it's like, it's like, yeah, and there was this uh, huge victory at uh, Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Normandy, uh, yeah, it like pivots back. But um, right, right. I, I feel like, yeah, Titanic was a similar thing where that may have been part of the zeitgeisty pop culture mm-hmm. like uh, thing that people grabbed onto was like, mm-hmm. Wow, this wow, this really happened and it was so dramatic and um yeah. So Amy, it's like mm-hmm. are you just like um I mean picking back off that like avatar thing, are you just like not into sci-fi? Is that just not your cup of tea? Is that uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, sometimes I like sci-fi. Mm. I well, don't I th- know. Maybe yeah. I'm misunderstanding Avatar. I don't know. Anytime I have like, it just I've seen snippets of it, and anytime I've seen a snippet, there hasn't been something where, where I was like, maybe like uh, you just weren't, you just kind of missed the boat. Pun maybe intended. I the boat. Yeah. yeah, I think and, I missed the boat. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe what I've seen is just the tip of the iceberg, and I'm oh, missing there, out on everything. There it is. God, I love damn it. it. That's a that's a good. There you go. The tip hell. of. Why are we hosting this podcast? No, just make it the Amy uh, show. <laughs> the Amy show. That's such uh, a terrible show. No one saw joke. that pun coming when yes. we started with puns in the beginning of the episode. I feel like you yeah. had like, you were, before you got here, you had like a whole list of puns and you're just going to play coy. Just like, I've I don't said know. One. <laughs> I've said one like so far. Holds her, holds her hand out and like reads something yeah. from it. Um, it's like, just wait, I'm going to get these boys. They don't even know what's coming. <laughs> uh, but... I was going to say, I was going to say something about mm. Avatar. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's an interesting, um, mm. like big pop culture thing that kind of passed you by as, yeah, as far as like, if you yeah. don't, cause nobody cares about Avatar really now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. There might be some Navi heads out there. Oh no. Yeah. What I was going <laughs> to say is yeah, those Navi heads are everywhere. Yeah. They're in the bushes or hiding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I was going to say your bigger sounds. thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Canceled. Uh, I was going to say your bigger thing is you're you're not a big like action movie person and it's yeah. like it's yeah, a yeah. pretty like it's an action movie I'd say it's pretty much This is uh, an a- Titanic is no, an No 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 uh Avatar oh, Avatar yeah, Avatar yeah. okay then, um yeah. but guns Titanic. the guns in Avatar were a plenty <laughs> There were plenty of guns in Avatar <laughs> Oh there's a there? lot yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah a lot of big blue ladies a lot of like swords It sounds like Brent's animals. like perfect movie honestly big blue ladies <laughs> I am big and blue. I know what he's into. <laughs> You're you not get, big and blue. You ever watch Charlie and Chocolate Factory? That was his sexual awakening. <laughs> oh God, Veruca Bar- <laughs> Salt, the the blueberry, uh, the blueberry kid. Um, violet, you're turning violet. Uh, but Titanic. Um, I, I think that's the success mm. of Titanic. Is it like it really does have like so much for everybody? Mm. It's like when we talk about a four quadrant hit you know like it's it's something that i feel like uh disney being the primary example is always trying to hit where it's like you have to get the old people you have to get the kids and you have to get the grown men and women it's like they they want to hit all the quadrants yeah and yeah and it's like this is a movie that is hitting all those basically i mean Mm. maybe not for the kids but at least the the parents like i mean i watched it as a kid and liked it Mm. yeah because all of our parents were like freaking but it was all i also liked it because i was like cute boy 
Cuba. Yeah, I'm sure that was a big thing for like, know, like young if, girls. If you think about and kids, moms alike. I mean, Albert and I, when we were watching it, there we we had like PTSD almost on some of the scenes because oh, yeah, I remember as a kid, God, like man. the the guys hit the fucking propeller and shit, and like. Uh, that was jarring as a child seeing some. Oh guy yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I always wait for that. I'm like, ah, there he is. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> that's fucking scary. There is yeah. some. There is some really There's some haunting shit. imagery, man. And it's yeah. like that's what I appreciate about this movie is that like hmm. James Cameron is making something that is PG-13, but ultimately it's like a really tragic, really pretty terrifying uh, movie. Oh, yeah. And especially like. Now that Amy and I have like a son, mm-hmm. there's some shit in this movie that oh, was the, just the like baby, an instant right? yeah. trigger for me where I was like, wow, fuck, that's, I don't even, I'm not even going to think about so that. What's so interesting about dark. this movie mm-hmm. is that like it has to find the balance between like excitement and like tragedy because like you'll have like, uh, yeah. because you'll have like, this movie is akin to almost like a roller coaster per se. Like it, mm-hmm. you have a lot of like fun set pieces and then James Cameron will then cut to like some some guy just like f- jumping off the ship, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like that's sad. Yeah. Well, you know what, what I, I mean? think, why I think this is probably his best movie, and again, I want to say not necessarily my favorite, but his best is mm. that like I really when I watch this movie, I it truly like really all feels of a piece to me. Like it doesn't feel like he's trying to juggle different tones and he's like doing it ineffectively like it feels it feels like uh it all works it all gels together it like one thing i realized is uh when the ship is sinking there are still like the it's it's crazy because there are still um like like comedic relief moments in like the the last 30 minutes to last hour of the movie um and I get it, it, and it's something that like you need to kind of like well, keep the audience I, not completely I, uh, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I inquire about what was the ultimate? Mm-hmm. I mean, Amy, feel free to 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 contribute to this question. Mm-hmm. Was the ultimate like intent of Titanic? Like, what what did James Cameron want to tell the world when he released? This movie on December nineteen ninety whatever yeah. seven. I th- my big takeaway is that he's doing something like Gone with the Wind, or he's doing something like Dances with Wolves, or mm. like Lawrence of Arabia. It's like he's not trying to. He's not necess- He's not really s- trying to send a message. Although there is some of that stuff about like class in the movie, mm. yeah, because a lot reality of, like, was yeah like that. a lot yeah. of classism, but that. I mean, you can't tell the story. I don't think you can tell the story of the Titanic without touching on mm-hmm. class. Mm. Yeah, and how like the the wealthy like and the he, rich were. They're the yeah. first ones and off the boat off to the safety. Boat, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's where I have a little bit of a hiccup with the movie mm-hmm. is the 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 class commentary. I think James Cameron could have done more. Honestly, okay. with like yeah. the class um, in what commentary. way though? Because it, they, I mean, there's a lot of the there class is a, stuff I think throughout there's the a whole lot of it, yeah, and it's like and effective. What I mean by that is that it's more of a backdrop as opposed to some sort of like something that that really mattered per se. I don't. I disagree mm. with that completely. 
Okay, yeah, and that, that's cool. Um, well, the, the, I mean, yeah, I yeah. feel like the class affected people's classes affected them throughout the movie in every part of the movie. It affected her, like in a smaller scale, her not being able to be with Jack, Rose not being able to be with Jack. But then also, yeah. you see the class thing working in who's the first people off the boat who are the people tucking their kids into bed when the ship is sinking because they know they're not going to get off the boat you, you and their kids get are, closer yeah. and <laughs> their kids are going to yeah. die yeah. Um, yeah yeah who are the people that are still working Mm. When the ship is going down, who are the people sitting around drinking scotch being like, oh, everything's fine because they know at the end of the day, they don't have anything to work at. And that's throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. That never changes. I I, I think that he does it in a really smart way about God. This is something that I'm really realizing that James Cameron is a fucking master at is that like the exposition through visuals. It's like he he doesn't have to tell you that he doesn't have to like explain things to you like with actual dialogue in the movie, he can show you like, like the rich people, like casually walking upstairs being like, Oh, it's cold outside. Like we don't want to wait outside. Like when the ship's sinking, it's like, he can just show you things like that. And you get Mm -hmm. the idea that like, Oh, these people don't even have to worry about this because Mm -hmm. like that, that's their place in this life. Whereas like the people at the bottom of the ship are the first ones drowning. And it's like, it's this perfect like metaphor Mm. for it reminded me of like parasite in a weird way where, (laughs) um, parasites, a a movie by Bong Joon-ho that came out this year, a South Korean movie. That's just all about class. And Mm. it's like this fucking like mystery slash thriller of, uh, these two families basically, and like how they interact and they're in two very different class structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie's kind of like that expanded out to, or maybe Snowpiercer is also a, a good comparison. It's like that, but not, I mean, I understand what you're saying where it's like, it's not, it's not as deep and like as like vital would, to the story. Parasite yeah. a, a, above Titanic is, I probably, I would and maybe, too, I maybe think, I'm yeah. just a spoiled brat when it comes to like uh, <laughs> deep class, um, commentary i guess i'll take the hit because you guys are pretty convincing to me for sure well but i I, mean up until the very end i'm they had Mm. the first boat that left the titanic and they explained this in the movie they Mm. only put i think like they said 25 people on that boat all rich people Mm -hmm. the boat was meant to carry 64 i believe yeah but they didn't want to be crammed on the boat yeah they didn't want to be crammed on the boat yeah they wanted to have room Mm. and then at the end of the movie the very end the one lady i forget her name kathy bates um she's yelling um these are your husbands back there and you don't want to go back we have room and mm-hmm. all of the wealthy women are just looking at their feet because they don't want to make room for all the people who are dying. To but, save but ultimately, I think mm. it's not this movie's primary focus just because yeah. he I, I think he set out to make a very spectacle driven mm. um, like blockbuster. I think that's what he wanted to do. And then he obviously he wanted to be true to how it was in reality. And mm. I, I think kind of like the the like the masterful choice about this movie is that he grounds it so much in Jack and Rose. And to what I said earlier, like in a full film's worth of literally just focusing on them doing like this kind of like Romeo and Juliet West side story. Like we can't be together because of our families, where we come from that type of thing. Mm. Um, I I think that's what makes this movie like that's why you're so invested in those set pieces um, and of course we can talk about those too, because I think a lot of that is what 
like kept people coming back. A lot of those, like the intensity of when the ship starts sinking Mm. Mm -hmm. and James Cameron, I think we talked about this a little bit, but James Cameron's so good at like moments and there are so many fucking like great moments in this movie. Like that montage where the, uh, probably my favorite, the scene that I started like crying and I couldn't even help it. Like where the <laughs> band, where the band, uh, dis, like they disband. They're like, okay, we should probably, uh, you know, go our separate ways, look mm-hmm. for a life, life draft or whatever. Mm. And then one guy's like, I'm going to keep playing because, you know, I'm going to be taking somebody else's seat and I would rather just, you know, play music. And then they all start playing and I'm crying. And then it's like yeah. going to a montage of like the old couple and it's just like, dude, fucking James Cameron like knows exactly what to show you to just like yeah, the old couple laying down to go to bed as the ship is sinking, and the Irish mom with mm. like her kids. Yeah, oh, Jesus God Christ! Damn. Fun fact. Well, I mean, it's not fun. It's really sad. <laughs> it is a fact, though. Um, that band was based on real life. There was a band that played as the ship sank, and they died with oh. the ship. So. What? It was Panic at the Disco. Yeah, we're we're yeah. merely seeing a reboot of Panic at the Disco. Uh-huh. Um, That's interesting. So it was a real, r- there, real the, group the, of yeah, people. Yeah, the huh? ship band played mm. until the ship sank because they felt like it was calming people. Ah. See, that's and that's something that like yeah. rewatching this as you're older tells you. It's mm. like it's realizing that that's why they were doing it, and also like. Yeah, they they were taking they would take up somebody else's spot. Is yeah, the way like that a, I viewed that is like, like as a kid, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, they're just flexing right now or something. Like, why you do know, they? Like, why are they staying? My big <laughs> yeah. thing was like, why do they want to stay on the boat? It's gonna. Yeah. They might be able to get a, a, a mm. like a a life boat or whatever. But but oh. no, and then it's like, yeah, when you realize like, yeah, they they'd be taking somebody else's spot, so they want to mm. stay behind and they want to like keep people calm. It's like, ah, oh, man. Jimmy um, I was going to say one of my favorite things that I always get like an emotional reaction to is like just the imagery and the, I guess the set pieces when you go from like this beautiful glamorous ship and as the ship's sinking, like they like show like these scenes of like uh, expensive dishes falling from shelves. Oh, yeah. Those and you just cool. like slowly start mm-hmm. seeing this like epic, beautiful ship. What, what, yeah, what's the name? Like apart. just fall yeah. apart. What's the name of that one guy? And, the, and uh, there's like the music playing. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. Who who was yeah. that guy? It just gets who you in the heart. The, um, he was the guy who engineered the thing. What's his name? Yeah, the guy who like uh, set, reset the clock. Yeah, at I the like end. that scene. That guy the, is great. The yeah, whiskey um, like glass like goes down. He you know? Callahan? Is Mr. Callahan, right? Yeah, yeah, he played Callahan in Legally Blonde. Oh. Oh. Well, he was a big '90s guy, right? And he kind of just think, fell off. the I think so. Yeah, and he pops up here and there off the boat. <laughs> His ship sunk. Um, yeah, yeah, that guy. His his character is great, and yeah. you know what I was thinking of mm. with um, his kind of ending scenes was uh, who's the guy in T two? The guy who um, made did he make skynet was that the story i forgot the guy's name the uh the guy who dies like a horrific death yeah yeah was he in this no 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 but he reminds me of his character where he's if there's anything i can critique about titanic is a limited (laughs) amount of people of color in this film oh well there there was there was probably nobody of color on the boat i mean mean, let's be real (laughs) this is a boat leaving from england to america (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it, his character, 
and I'm forgetting both yeah. of their fucking names. Yeah. I said his name multiple times on the Terminator 2 episode. Mm. Um, it reminds me of a similar thing where he's like, he's weighed down by this like monumental thing. Like he's created something that to him was beautiful. Yeah. And that was just important. And it was just like, it was going to be this beautiful, incredible thing. And, and then it's, it's ultimately a disaster and it's going to kill, you know, end the lives of, of hundreds. And it's like both, both characters come to a similar realization. Was that, uh, who, the guy with the mustache, was he like also an engineer? Like, I, I don't, I don't know who he Yeah. The guy from Jumanji. See, I knew yeah. he was from Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. That guy looks so familiar. He, was he the hunter? Yes. Yeah. Was he the hunter? He's the only, uh, that's the only thing I think I remember him from. No, they, they, I think were both engineers, but that guy See, was more I, cowardly yeah, and, uh, yeah. sh- like shameful. Oh yeah. The cowardly guy. I thought that he was just like a, like powerful, wealthy guy who wanted, I think, thought he was invested in Titanic, like an investor or some guy who had a stake, but I didn't think he was. I think Callahan was, the, he, he helped develop he, it, didn't he? No, yeah. yeah. We need to look up their names so we're not just saying yeah. that guy. Is there a way Titanic. we can look up their names I mean, so the, I know who the, we're talking about? Not, no, um, there there is the guy who was like the really earnest like engineer of the ship who, who wanted Rose the best and thought it too, was yeah. just really impressed with his work, but then there was the other guy the who like fellow? dipped out, mustache fellow dipped out. Yeah. Um, Mr. Andrews Mr. was Andrews. the bad, good guy. Oh, the good who guy. was the like can. the mechanic. Then guy. who was Callahan? Who the hell's Callahan? Yeah, well, that's Cal- Callahan. Well, Andrews like, is Callahan. Callahan is his character from Legally Blonde. This is you character. Keep calling oh, see, him that and it's I don't like- know. In my brain, I thought his name was Callahan. In t- no, <laughs> no, I say Callahan because I was he's yes. in Legally Blonde as Callahan, and I always remember. What that. did he do? Oh, what was God. his character in Legally Blonde? What did he, he do? He was the professor that like hit on Elle Woods in his oh, office. So he's a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He was yeah. bad in that, but bad. He, you were you were made to think that. Uh, that he was a good guy. Looking mm. at this cast, man. Um, yeah. So Susie Amos, uh, who is Rose's old, old Rose's mm. like granddaughter. That's Jimmy Cam's fucking current wife. Wait, what? You know, you know, the younger girl who's with like old Rose for all her scenes. Oh, her granddaughter. Yeah, her granddaughter. That's, that's James Cameron's uh, wife. Now, since 2000, he's been he's had he's had a stable relationship since then. Maybe it's because he hasn't uh, really made many new movies because it seems like he meets his next wife Mm. on each new movie that he makes (laughs) because he he was married to Linda Hamilton when he uh, made this movie. Yeah. Which is fucking Hmm. interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I don't know. Jimmy Cabs is he? Ma- next time I he makes you. another movie, he's gonna like. He's marry gonna get somebody remarried. Else. Maybe that's yeah. why he's like holding off on the Avatar mo- on the Avatar sequels for the sake of his. Is like, his marriage? wife is like, <laughs> listen, Jim. I know you're gonna leave me. You're making a new batch of movies. It's about that. Time. <laughs> I mean, all all he's gonna marry Sigourney now. Like probably right. Who knows? He, he, you know, the only way to to keep Jimmy Cabs in, you mm-hmm. just gotta drive. You know, get a freight truck. For his birthday or something, right? Like I'm, I'm a sh- big truck, or you know what? I was I was thinking about this too. Yeah. Watching the movie is uh, there's, there's no like freight all, trucks there, in the there entire movie. There are not. What's going on? But there is some like real dad shit in this movie, and mm. that's why I was like, dude, he has figured out this perfect combination of like, this is how I'm going to get the moms. Mm. 
not not to be bin- like binary about it, but like this is how I'm gonna get the moms, this is how I'm gonna get the dads. And it's like you have the moms with the romance and you have the dads with the like, we're getting into the fucking like geography of the mm. ship. Here's the engine room. This is how this motherfucker <laughs> works. And this it's is like, how you have, this mother- like you have multiple scenes <laughs> hey, where characters. Fun fact. Yeah. There were four uh, steam stacks on the uh, ship. Yeah. One of them was for looks to make the ship look more impressive. Yeah, it was oh. actually uh, function. <laughs> Interesting. Is, yeah. That's, of right, course, continue. it's a phallic image of, yeah. Are you going to go to some paper? <laughs> what? What? Some phallic image? Well, what, well yeah, it's, it's all about like the, the engineers, the creators being yeah. like, oh, we need another fucking smokestack. This thing needs we to need be. We need another penis. Yeah, we, we need, need another, another one There's on not there. Enough Three's not here. enough. This thing's not going to look cool enough. <laughs> yeah, that's why they added it for aesthetic purposes. I know. Like, did you see all the cool ass flames at the, the bow of the ship? That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but that's what I mean. I was like, I was like, oh, man, he figured out this perfect combination of like, like I, I know how to hit both of those demos, and then he hit fucking hard, man. Like this movie made. Yeah, Jimmy Cams knows how to hit two hard. Bill Plus or something like that. I like can't even remember now. It's so interesting that yeah. like the movie just somehow. I wonder how the marketing like was during. Uh, well, during I, its I release, know, you know, I, from from what I read like a while back, it's mm. uh, they they. Earlier on, they were marketing it as a disaster movie, mm. which is understandable. Like that's it's the Titanic. That's what right. people know from it. Um, and there's this early poster where it's just Titanic, and it's like steel is the background, and it looks like the cover for fucking like I don't know Terminator or something. It's just mm. Titanic, and then even the tagline is something that sounds kind of like masculine and cool. Um, and then I think like early test screenings or something before the movie came out, they were like, Oh, that's not really exactly all this movie is. There's a lot of like romance and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then I think they, they were able to market it on that too. So like the, you know, there's something for everybody. So if if Titanic were made today, Mm -hmm. there'd be a lot more Chinese people on it. <laughs> That's like the only Yeah, I, I guess there would be. No, like, oh, oh, yeah, just yeah. from a box office, from a box uh, office standpoint. That's yeah. very true. There would be a Chinese family. Like, have you seen yeah. the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer where he's running like on the Great Wall of China? It's just. Are like, you serious? Yeah, he's just. Wow. Running. They're they're getting pretty shameless <laughs> about it. Now. They're getting <laughs> they're like real shameless. All about markets, yeah. China um, is the the biggest market to cater to now. Yeah, they pretty sure. much are. Yeah, China's That's, pretty much overtaken. Yeah, overtaken so, America in a lot of in a lot mm. of areas. Uh, it's not Star of, Wars. That's for sure. Star Wars. They fucking are indifferent to. They don't give a shit about Star Wars. Well, because they don't even. Star Wars didn't make that much money in China, I don't think. No, I, I think yeah. Rise of Skywalker's made like 19 million there, which is <laughs> oh, nothing. Wow. And it's because they have no, yeah. this is a whole other tangent, but like yeah. they have no cultural touchstone for Star Wars. Like for one reason or another, yeah, it nope. never really came out there. Well, it's and probably so they when even, they were in deep in communism when uh, the first uh, trilogy came out, you know? Yeah. Like for no sure. American cinema. Definitely <laughs> in uh, communist China. Yeah, they weren't man. getting that new Hollywood shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to, to bring back Titanic, it just mm-hmm. so it just hit that mark at the exact right time of the '90s. You know, just like mm-hmm. that. I think it still holds up today. But I'm just yeah. I'm so curious to see if we would ever get another Titanic-like film. You know, new. 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it would be, you'd be hard pressed to make a Titanic today just in terms of us all being more socially aware of um, political correctness and just being considerate of other people and tragedy because, I mean, I Mm. love the Titanic, but I understand Mm. how people can sometimes feel that it's a little... um, like it's not really like we- weaponizing tragedy for capitalism. Yeah, yeah, tragedy for capitalism, and then putting some cute love story on the front of it. I uh, mean, my I argument yeah. being yeah. that, aspect, that yeah. the love story helps to tell like what you have to lose in a tragedy like that. Like, what would their lives have looked like had this tragedy not occurred to them? Yeah, and that's why it matters when these tragedies happen because you lose loved ones. That's yeah, so you have to a love That's story. a really yeah. good argument mm. for why why to add a love story to a story yeah. like this. Yeah. And but I, at the yeah. same time, I don't think that that lands as well, that that argument like lands as well today mm, with people. Yeah. yeah I, Cause imagine yeah. a tragedy, another, a different tragedy from the Titanic being made today and someone plopping a love story on the front of it. I was gonna say it 9/11. would not fly. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, like, yeah, you're, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause we were talking during the movie. I was like, somebody's going to make a nine 11 movie like in in a similar vein i think to titanic mm-hmm. i think that still will probably we had a happen. bunch of 911 movies right yeah, after yeah but they're 9/11, like all which is crazy yeah they're all like yeah. specific and yeah. they're they're not like this was 911 like this is the definitive titanic movie we're not getting like a story about charlie mm-hmm. the the baker that Amy and I were talking about who he lived in the water for two hours because he was so fucking drunk oh, and his yeah, body was wait, like hot from True the alcohol. Story. Yeah. The baker from the it's Titanic insane, yeah. uh-huh. survived from hypothermia. He did not get hypothermia. He survived in the water for two hours until he was found. And he said he just, he was very drunk on whiskey. I was lit as fuck. Yeah. And yeah, and his drank. logic was probably like, "This boat's going down." This is a true like, story that no, he I'll, lived to tell. And you can Google it. That's cool because <laughs> that's why I told Albert when we were watching it. I was like, "You know what I do? I just fucking knock back a couple shots and just keep going." Like, yeah. what else? Needs the yeah. f- I think we all you think. Well, I told Brent, I was yeah. like, yeah. "If Atticus was somewhere safe and not on the ship, I would just fucking sip." And I knew that this was lost cause. I'm just like sipping my yeah, wine what as else I go gonna down. Do? Yeah. If Atticus is on the ship, I'm like going tooth and nail. Like yeah. I'm going down. <laughs> fight, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, was I gonna say? Yo, but then there's the rich guy, the guy in the top hat. In the end, Amy was saying that that guy is based on what was his last oh, name? Oh gosh, I can't. Guggenheim. Guggenheim. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the guy with the top was, hat yeah. was based on an actual person on the ship who, when the ship was going down decided to just dress up in his finest clothes and drink brandy brandy yeah and smoke cigars yeah hell see yeah. that rules that, that guy's cool it's cool, cool as hell yeah. he's just like fuck it yeah. i feel like though that's a good idea until shit really starts happening and then suddenly you're like well but you're gonna die like, either way well, right? isn't that <laughs> yeah. yeah oh i see what you're saying yeah, yeah well no, and they show the idea. shot of him. it's a good yeah. idea until it's like you're face until to face with it yeah. and you're like wait maybe i should have tried to get on a boat yeah <laughs> i yeah i mean maybe even he had that logic of like but, me getting yeah. on a boat is simply taking like a kid's seat yeah. which is like why i wouldn't get on I, I like to think i wouldn't get on a boat is because like i i'm taking up like a, a mom's or a, a kid's seat or something it's like i feel like a lot of people your life is worth something brent don't don't oh, sell your jury still out hey, we, we don't have you. those gender roles anymore with moms being the only ones valuable to children <laughs> dads matter too. dads ma- hashtag yeah. dads matter too so All you're right? saying that titanic 
if it were to happen modern day, it'd be a mess because there'd be like, who's the primary caregiver? Well, think about uh, it. Like, who's the primary like, caregiver? <laughs> which is actually a fair Maybe way to look would. at it. Well, no. here's the thing. If this happened <laughs> yeah. today, I'd like to think they'd have enough fucking boats. Oh, they do now. Yeah. Oh, they, the, yeah. in the, and the boats, the lifeboats are amazing. Yeah. Like they, they have oh, like a cover on them. Boats. They inflate. They have like supplies for months. I would like to just be in one of those. Yeah. They're just like, well, they like, look so cool. They, like, they legit yeah. have at least one emergency drill per like cruise trip. Like I, I've been on, uh, I'm lucky enough to have been on a few cruises and like, you know what I they, just realized? Huh? My parents are on a cruise right now. Oh. And uh, Te- you should text your mom and say, are like, you hey, okay? just watch Titanic. <laughs> are you there I- enough boats? Are, are they there asking enough- if there are enough boats? Yeah. Are there enough boats? Or yeah. like, which class would you guys be in? Are you guys like upper? Are you like mid upper? Like, are you guys going to be all right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they're they get their first pick. No, my, my parents are in the coal, the coal mines. Down south and just like shoveling the coal in there. They're still on that cruise. Well, you told me that like they two went weeks to ago. Disney World for like oh to Disney, and then they went on a Christmas Disney cruise, or? and then they drove to I think Miami and to go to a cruise to like um, Puerto Vallarta and all that shit. Yeah, I think way. Puerto Rico and uh, Virgin Isles and stuff like oh, that. That's so. Cool. Yeah, they're having the time of their life on a cruise that won't hit any icebergs in the Caribbean. Oh, definitely. Yeah, wonderful. Here's oh, the thing. Oh, there's no more Don't. icebergs on Earth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, That's so this true. movie yeah. is like p- positive for global warming. Like, and then he apologized with Avatar afterwards. He's like, I think I offended too many people with uh, Titanic. <laughs> it's like, look, Dude. guys, fu- like icebergs, we gotta save. Them, James right? Cameron was like, hold the fuck up. Did I just? Justify global warming with Titanic. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get do these icebergs out of here. All you bergheads, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you bergheads. <laughs> Berg gang, what's up, Berg gang? <laughs> God damn it. Um, there were the, the there's the cop guy. He had a gun, so you know. Oh, he was always showing off his gun all the time. It was embroidered and stuff. Yeah. See that it's the stuff like that. It was embroidered. It was a very nice looking gun. Mm. Um, but, uh, it's that stuff where I was like a little bit, I was like keeping an eye on watching it this time where I was like, how does this stuff all come together and it because it's like, uh, something like avatar kind of pieces together and kind of a messy, broad, like yeah. blockbustery, like JJ Abramsy kind of way, and like Titanic, it's like it's like there's a lot of like like all the all the plot progression I think really makes sense in this movie. Mm. It's like when he pulls out his gun, it's like because the fucking ship's going down, and his like soon to be wife dipped out with some other guy. It's mm. like he's like fuck it at that point, you know. Yeah, he um, always wins. Billy oh Zane. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and his realization at like him not having the heart of the sea mm. is really good too, because he's like, he plays it really kind of like, I don't know. It's it's like, it's like funny to him. He's like the coats on her. She has the fucking, the diamond. It's like, oh, it's, it's like, like a, a great, funny, like irony really well. thing, you know? Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to Billy Zane? He got bald. Oh yeah. Oh, you lose that hair. You lose the job. You lose you the lose jobs the job. unless you're like Vinny D uh, who else? It's kind of amazing that Vinny D is going as long no, as he. I mean, that's not yeah. even true now. There's Jason Statham's pulling off, yeah, yeah. pulling it off really well. Well, it's like Woody yeah. Harrelson too is like basically bald, but they keep giving him like weird little wigs. 
Yeah. With the exception of like days. Venom, which is mm. awful. But. I think Billy Zane was probably just, I don't know, maybe he's not as good as an actor as we, we think he is. Well, you know mm-hmm. who is a great actor? Hmm. Leo DiCaps. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's good, he man. He's, he's, he's fucking great. great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, we him. haven't really talked about them much, but like they're both excellent in this movie. And mm-hmm. I think they're even, they're, they're best in the second half, I think. And that's mm-hmm. probably due to the fact that like James Cameron, like basically practically did a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like actually had freezing cold water and like actually had hallways mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff to like, that's why Kate Winslet yeah. said yeah. she'll never work with James Cameron ever again. Oh really? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. She, she wait, said she was, is, she's an avatar too. I'm not even making that so up. funny. Cause yeah, like, but it's going to be green screen and stuff. So she's like, okay, Jim, I'll come said back. That working on Titanic yeah. with him was like a nightmare because of he's so demanding, you know? I think I think it was the scene where you know she's on the door or whatever the final scene, mm-hmm. and I think they did so many like takes on that, and James yeah. didn't James Cameron like was never satisfied with it or something. Well, you know? and that's some that that's really interesting because I can see why he's such a perfectionist in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Where I don't know, I'm just coming up with this now. Maybe it's not a great comparison. Where where somebody like Fincher, you hear about doing tons of takes, yeah, and you don't necessarily see why in the finished movie. Yeah. Whereas somebody like James Cameron, when you tell me something like that, like mm. oh, he did forty or thirty or forty takes of this extremely difficult mm-hmm. scene, I understand why because like the geography yeah. of how well, the character moves the, is really important in that moment to understand the, what's happening. The thing that I've heard about James Cameron is more like his attitude is really bad. And he, yeah. um, I could see that he puts actors in dangerous and precarious situations. Like those are like the two big things why yeah. it's hard to work with him. Yeah. I mean yeah. the, the abyss is yeah. the, the example where like, Ed Harris won't even speak to James Cameron anymore. That's, he that won't even so talk about that movie in public. Like anymore. getting liter, literal PTSD from like yeah. filming something. Well, he was like, yeah. he was drowning all the actors. And it's like, that was required for, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to say it's required, but like that <laughs> happened in the movie. Like yeah. the, the, the characters were drowning, but it's mm. like, it's like, ah, uh, Jim, I don't know. I don't know if you needed to, to go to as go far that. as you did. Yeah, because his yeah. philosophy is that, like, he'll do... He asked people to do what he would do. Like, he would never ask anyone something that he wouldn't do. So, and his, like, threshold of what he would do is kind of, like, really high. Like, he'll do fucking anything, you know? Yeah, there's, there's yeah. like, the famous... Uh, it was on, I don't know, one of the movie subreddits, uh, like, behind the scenes or movies in the making or something, where it's, like, him filming the end kind of doorway stuff Mm. uh, for Titanic. And it's like, he's the, everybody says the water was like freezing cold, but he's like the one with the camera in front of like DiCaprio and Winslet. He's like in the water Mm. in the, at the, you know, up to like his neck also filming with them. And it's like, yeah, he's, he's a guy who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And like, if you're not quite, if you might not be as game as him, then you're probably gonna have a bad, a bad experience, <laughs> which is maybe why it's good that yeah. now he's like, yeah, green screens and CG, and that's going to be most of that our way. Movie, I can fuck know? him up all I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he he doesn't have to like yeah. almost kill actors <laughs> to fucking God. to get the end result. Basically, yeah. 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 I um, mean, like there had to have been like, like uh, how how did they do the like? There's the wides of the miniature, right? And mm-hmm. I mean. 
like how how did they have like the people falling off? Was it just like a CG thing or like uh, uh, that? I think the people mm-hmm. falling off were were CG, but mm-hmm. pretty much the entire most of the shots you see of the boat mm-hmm. are um, a miniature, and I want to say it's filmed against uh, green screen or blue screen, yeah, um, to just give it like the background of like the night or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's like that era where practical effects and like visual effects were just meeting up and working together and mm-hmm. like yeah it's a bummer that we pivoted so hard in the other direction because i think uh more and more you see that like the 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 best area to to be is like in the middle is like using both yeah you know, for utilizing sure. both the synthesis of of what's the best of each you know, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because he's also pivoted into like fully cg and like maybe that's yeah. why all of Avatar doesn't totally land for us, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't like too much CG. I'm not a fan of mm. pure CG. Maybe that's why you weren't into seeing Avatar because it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked yeah. pretty. Like, I mean, CG. It's a really yes. pretty movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but maybe pretty that's why CG is what I mean. It's like oh, the movie's yeah. like yeah, entirely CG. CG. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm okay with some CG, but. But you're you're cool with yeah, animated I get, I get turned features. off by way too many. No, you're, yeah, you're cool yeah. with like if it was all animated, maybe you'd be super into it. That's different though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fake thing that knows yeah. it's fake, whereas yeah. CG in a lot of movies is fake trying to be real, and it's I not. Uh, it's not selling it necessarily. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we were talking about Leo, and we were talking about Kate. Kate, um, which it's fa- it's really interesting, and you don't see this a lot, but like they've both gone on to have like kind of amazing. They're careers? both like terrific actors. Right? I, yeah, they're both like I, some of the best. I was going to say, y'all talk a lot about, or Brent was talking about how the romance in this mm. seems better done than previous change. Um, yeah, James, James Cameron, Cameron movies. movies. Yeah, I can say that. And yeah. I wonder how much of that has to do with James Cameron and how much of it has to do with it's probably Leonardo the DiCaprio. It's got to be the actors, man. Because like they... Uh, to me, like they they Leonardo have chemistry. And, like I yeah. would, I would probably give it more to Leo and Kate uh, yeah. at this point. Yeah, because uh, he's yeah. he James just he doesn't he's, he's he doesn't, an old man. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he doesn't. Maybe, know maybe to, that was his approach after Terminators. He's yeah. like, you know, I'm not great at like directing uh, romantic stuff. Like, I'll write it, mm. I'll get it on the page, but like you guys bring what you got like to yeah. the, to the movie, and uh, yeah, which is and two which is you know good at. You know, he adapted to his, like, flaws and he uh, capitalized on it. But yeah. then he regressed and did... Um, Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> That's with, so with interesting because it's like Titanic story. is, like... Yeah the ultimate James Cameron mm. movie, I think. Mm. And that's why I think it's like his best is it's like, he's doing so much shit. He's getting like the nerdy, like technical, like yeah. this is how all this shit works of like an aliens movie. Um, he has, I'm trying to take something from Terminator. Nothing's mm. coming. He has the fucking Terminator Billy Zane in it, man. Oh yeah, sure. Billy he has, a, he has a very like Terminator esque, uh, <laughs> like evil bad guy in, in Billy Zane mm. and his like henchman, the guy yeah. with the cool gun. Um, <laughs> Amy was pointing out that like, uh, that this is, what were you saying? You were saying oh, that yeah, like, this the is fir- like a great love story and everyone, I mean, it's kind of like infiltrated pop culture as like mm. Jack and Rose, the grand, this grand love story. But like Jack and Rose were in love for like two days. Like yeah. what would that love story look like 
over mm. <laughs> like say he didn't die mm, they yeah. get married and have kids and jack is like smoking yeah. cigarettes and like going out to buy a pack of cigarettes like and not coming home I mean, till yeah. late at if night if you really and, like, think about if you follow if you follow jack's <laughs> yeah, like right. character yeah he would probably just fucked off somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he probably would have. The wind yeah. would have taken him elsewhere that the adventure wanted, and she would have. Yeah. At maybe at some point felt cheated because she wasn't able to have the things she was used to in life. Yeah. So may, maybe maybe a, mm. a character like Jack. He uh, needed a, to somebody die. like Jack is better as a as an idea as like a cipher for change Absolutely. which is something that yeah. i was thinking about i mean it this e- hey let's not get into the fact that he was a tool a lot of people have their jacks right that person everyone that has like their jacks like their fun jacks. to they're fun to be there but <laughs> not to uh i'm yeah. sorry am, not you, nothing beyond that oh man am i a jack is that what it our, is? our producer oh, gave adam no. a pat on the knee that i was like <laughs> This is what we can unpack that for forty five <laughs> minutes. I know. I didn't uh, even see that. <laughs> yep. Cam- camera's well, if you die after yeah. two days, then someone can just think back on you fondly. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just get go. on. I'll get on a bunch of cruise ships and you know <laughs> see if see if I meet up with. Well, like, you some could have Kate like Winslet. an unbreakable esque twist ending where like you have been the guy sinking these ships. Oh. Trying to be that guy, Jack the Sabotage. <laughs> yeah, right. he's sabotage. I gotta, I gotta get my rose. Oh, oh man. I gotta get my rose so I can die. That'd make a good movie. Somebody should should write that up. Yeah, because like I was, <laughs> I was thinking though? about this movie and like other um, romance movies, mm-hmm. and like what comes to mind is like The Notebook and how like actually toxic like um brian gosling is in that movie yeah he basically is like a fucking piece of shit who like <laughs> is way too obsessed with like um well he's, Rachel he's one of those like uh like he, he fucking, keeps bugging her all the he keeps time bugging her yeah and it's like she's not into him and uh he just like fucking forces her literally to like go on a date with because he would kill. He literally was about to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, like, girl, it's yeah. fun to fantasize yeah. about yeah. the idea of driving a guy so crazy that he would just be so consumed and, and love you so much until you experience it. Yeah, and I feel like, like in real well, life, that's not this fun. is why we that's have Amy weird. on this episode. Yeah, exactly. No, because like <laughs> in real insight. life, like yeah, like this would you that wouldn't fly. Like no one would be like. This I'm gonna go on, I'm actually ain't going on a date with this guy because he almost killed himself. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, a like, red flag. Like, come on, like, it's, but I can yeah. I can go to that level where yeah, it could be a good like fan like a fantasy thing for sure. Yeah, it's and, a, a fantasy romance yeah, you could say. Exactly, <laughs> it it shouldn't be followed as like a a guidebook to what men should like aspire yeah. to. Or what girls should look for in a relationship. Exactly, Girls, yeah. if a guy is going to kill himself because you won't go on a date with him. Or go on a board. Yeah, don't, don't Roll date those him. dice, baby. Roll those t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing going on with him, like, mentally, for sure. Yeah. If he <laughs> yeah. spins, like, if y'all break up and then, like, years afterwards, he's building the house of your dreams for you and waiting for you to come <laughs> back to him. Because he's so obsessed with you. Oh, man. Probably a Unpacking sign of... The, the notebook, yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. deep-seated Some psychological yeah. fucking 
fracture in his brain. <laughs> it, it helps because Ryan Gosling is just so handsome. Well, and that's yeah. that's the ultimate lesson of the yeah. movie is that you can be that type of guy if you're Ryan. Yeah, but as long Gosling. as you're good looking. Yeah, imagine <laughs> Ryan Gosling is actually like 100 pounds larger. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of like snorts when he laughs. See, yeah, look, there you I, go. I, you're I, not giving I wonder, him the Goslings if you're like 320. And, <laughs> I wonder yeah. if... Uh, Jack in Titanic was a little bit more authentic to the 1910s artist drifter man. If it would have aged, uh, um, yeah, if if this would have uh, been a, if it would have been a more effective uh, love story. What do you think? Like like a toothless well, like drifter who yeah. draws naked prostitutes. He'd have syphilis. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I uh, that that pivots into something I was gonna yeah. say is that like I think Cameron's really smart mm. about keeping it like yeah. super just classical in its romance, like keeping the divide between them like class based. It's like based on him being lower, her being higher. Mm. How can they just be together? Like. They, they, there's no real, I, I guess there's tension between them early on, but it's driven by class. It's Jack being like, oh yeah, like, do you love him? Do you love him? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like questioning her intentions and, and all this stuff. And she's like, you don't know my life. You don't know who I am. And that's kind of the tension early on. Mm. But it's, it's like very classical in that sense. It's not like a, a weird, like nagging kind of romance, like something like the notebook is, uh, or something. That he definitely wasn't more. nagging. I'll tell you that in the mm-hmm. notebook, there was no nagging by Ryan Gosling. Oh, sure. oh no, that's true. Yeah. He, his yeah. thing was like, I'm going to keep going until <laughs> she said yes her or a little bit. Oh, did he? Yeah. They would fight all the time and he'd say like, he'd like tease her a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Leo, Kate, both excellent in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of them know they they win Oscars for this. No, Could neither of them. Nominated? I don't think. Were they nominated? Um, I think they were nominated. Huh. He might not have been. She was for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Kate went on to win. Um, they know, both won, right? Oscars eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo Kate did won, for uh, The Revenant, which is which a is a very shame. <laughs> yeah, but you know he got it still. Yeah. Should have won for the Aviator. I mean, he did great team. in The Revenant, but it's just like. Yeah, Aviator, mm-hmm. even uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, uh, man, yeah. he was brilliant in that. Yeah, true. And even What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is good at everything he does. Well, see, he's probably going to win what the it, Globe. You know, let, let's, let me put this question out there. What was his worst role? Doesn't exist. Ooh, no, I mean, you would have to put everything on a tier list, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it was a bad role. It yeah. just means he wasn't the best in this one. This was the lowest he's ever done. Jeez, I don't oh, know. Man. I That's, can't. It might be something like Revolutionary Road, like. Uh, and I heard he was good said. in that. So it's well, I mean, he got nominated, but it's yeah. one of those like Golden Globes nominations where it's like a bunch of out of touch. Like, uh, um, is Revolutionary form, War like, Road like the alternate like sequel to Titanic? No, it's it's uh, well, yeah, it's Kate, Kate Winslet's in that. Yeah, um, and apparently that's like just a like a here's a married couple fighting. Yeah. Movie. I don't know. Like, I haven't heard a ton of great stuff about it. I'd mm. I'd say uh, I'm looking at his filmography now, and I just brought I, it up I, because the Revenant had been his winner, which is interesting to me. You know, maybe Jay Edgar. Hmm. That's Another a movie I, I heard. That's that's old uh, Clint One Take Eastwood. Clint One uh, Take Eastwood. Yeah, put it on a tripod. Let's get done that. for the day. 
Yeah, it looks um, like a real boring movie, honestly. I yeah. have never seen a Leonardo DiCaprio movie that I didn't like, so I can't really answer this. He was mm. in Critters? Weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, mm. he doesn't have a lot of like bad movies. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I heard The Beach wasn't great, but then other than that, it's like all good movies mm. pretty much. Oh, he was in Man in the Iron yeah. Maybe Man. I mean, I like, I like Man in the movie. Iron Mask, the but I can see uh, that being Musketeer one. Was that was it, was that? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. actually. It was like Musketeers the Musketeers were in that, even though it was yeah. like more about hmm. Leo. I remember yeah. watching that as a kid. I thought it was cool, but I never like that one gave me a lot of like yeah. uh, like dread also because like the idea of being locked in a cage in an iron for helmet sure. yeah. was like awful, and I was like really mm. terrified by that. So, man, yeah, Leo really... It's also really, a really freaky-looking iron helmet. It was a really creepy mm. mask, yeah. But then you take it off, and you got our beautiful boy... <laughs> yeah, you do. Leo DeCap under there. Okay, so before we wrap things up, we got to do some quick-fire segments here. Cause oh, hell yeah, we got to fit these in. Yeah, we got to fit these in really quick. Okay. Um, Amy, what did you wear in middle school? Yeah. What did I wear in middle school? This um, is our middle school clothing segment. What was like your fashion in your like fashion. sixth, seventh, maybe eighth grade? Yeah. I w- okay. I wore a lot of eyeliner. I got in trouble in middle school where the teachers called my parents in for a parent-teacher <laughs> conference. For they what? said I wore too much eyeliner. <laughs> um, I also liked cargo pants. And, oh, that was sick. Um, that was my shit. That was my shit, I too. Like, I liked the net shirts underneath, you like know, fish, like the fishnet well, shirts a- underneath Avril your was t-shirt. your, like, real patina, Yeah, I, was, right? I so you wanted to that, be Avril Lavigne. That goth, hot topic arena of, of Well, life? I just wanted to be Avril Lavigne, so anything Avril Lavigne did, I was, like, totally down for. Uh, yeah. Very like, tracks, I, wore, I would tracks. wear chains on my cargo pants. Mm-hmm. That's funny that too much eyeliner is what got you in trouble. Now kids are wearing, they have like pink and blue hair. Oh, I got in trouble for a lot of things. That was just one. (laughs) That that was like one of the first Mm -hmm. Amy Origins was the eyeliner. X-Men Amy Origins. X-Men Amy Origins. Uh, (laughs) Another segment that we have here. Do uh, do you know who Simbad is? (laughs) Amy, do you know who Simbad is? Do you know who the comedian Simbad is? Um, yeah, because didn't he do like something for the Disney Channel before? He did. First kid, I think. He was in... I like vaguely oh, remember shit. him, but I never got really into those huh? movies or whatever. How, house Guest. House Guest? Okay. First kid... Oh, oh, oh. He's the uh, kind of villain in... Um, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Okay. With um, Arnie? Is he important? Well, he's no, not at all, not <laughs> no. at all to anything that we're talking about. But, because we've uh, talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and okay. Sinbad would come up because of Jingle All the Way. And in, in in an early episode, we were talking about like would would Sinbad in this movie make it better? Would it enhance this movie? So would Sinbad's presence in the movie <laughs> Titanic? Dude, do you even imagine? <laughs> It, it'd almost be a little <laughs> jarring at the addition of Sinbad, and I won't get into why, but do you yeah. think it would... It would uh, we'll put this on Amy, not, not on... Would no, it make the Titanic Amy. better to have Sinbad in it? Yes. Yeah, in, in one of the roles that exists in the movie. <laughs> no. Maybe as Jack. No. Oh, Whoa. my God. Oh, I love it. Be, I love it. You're getting my implications here, right? I love it. Yeah, you know. I love it. You know, like it's a young Sinbad, so it's a not A young Sinbad. <laughs> Young Simbad. You don't want like forties like jingle all the way Simbad. Oh no, we we doing need his comedy. Maybe he could Sinbad. be uh, the bar the not the barber the uh, baker. Oh oh, oh yeah, shit! He He's baker. Charles the Baker. 
Yeah, there, I mean, yeah. He, the baker didn't exist or in the movie, but Charles, we could add was, um, the role. What was his fucking name? Yeah, well, because you and I were talking about, like, the baker guy. Yeah, yeah his we, name was Charles. Well, yeah, we learned about the, the baker guy. from Google and, like, reading about the Titanic a little yeah. bit, like, the real Titanic. So the baker wasn't in the movie. We were like, yeah. it would have been better if he was there the slamming. Uh, and put, yeah, yeah Sinbad drinking whiskey and then surviving for two hours the, in the, the cold water. Yeah. The only That'd problem the is better. that this movie takes place during the 1910s. And I just feel like... The well, authenticity th- factor would have been a super detriment to uh, Sinbad I and his think glory. Sinbad, in, as the cook, as Charles the cook, as discussed okay. here, as was the real life character, is almost similar to possibly LL Cool J in the film Deep Blue Sea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where it's almost like we we cut away to LL Cool J doing his thing and, and and it's almost like it's like a comic relief slash like you're invested in this guy you're like this guy's cool uh, there's not a lot of people on the titanic are kind of like bougie wealthy fucking like upper class people and you need somebody who's like i don't know just like somebody who's working on the ship and just yeah. like somebody you can relate to like sinbad yeah He's hashtag cool where is funny. the sinbad titanic cut sim yeah where's the sinbad titanic cut rolls right off the tongue <laughs> <laughs> Tweet it at James Cameron at the Avatar James movie Cameron, account. I demand Sinbad in this movie. Add him in. Add him in in post. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a that's a wrap on on Titanic and uh, yeah, just want to talk yeah. about it. So uh, it's a wrap on Deep Blue Sea also, <laughs> a movie we might cover at some point. I don't even know who the fuck directed that movie. I can't even think of a, a name at the top of my head. Um, babe, Amy. Yeah. I feel satisfied that Adam changed his opinion slightly um, so that this didn't turn out to be. It wasn't too contentious. We were no. a little yeah. worried about another shining episode. Little, well, no, where, no. Where I would be in the yeah. role of, yeah. Not you. I knew you'd be good. But I was worried <laughs> that Adam was going to sit here and tell me this is a bad movie because it's not. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be that guy. This is a movie that you enjoy, and I don't. I want your well, guest and, on our and podcast. And you admitted, this, this and I hope it's Adam sincere yeah. Yeah. that you've ch- you've changed your mind, and it's not your favorite movie, but it's it's a good. It's decent. It's good. Yes, I I say fantastic and wonderful. Uh, yeah. One of the best ever. But you know, tomato 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 tomato, tomato. tomato. Titan. exactly. My final thoughts on Titanic Titanic are that um, Jack Dawson is a dream. Kate Winslet is beautiful. Her character's eh, leaves little to be desired, but leaves a little to be desired. (laughs) That's that's part of the storyline. This Mm. movie definitely feels, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, but like it feels almost from a feminine perspective because it very much has Jack in like this is a coming of age story for Rose. And like Jack is kind of a guy who helps like enact the the change, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my only issues with Rose is that she's like so whiny, but you know that's part of the story. She's rich and yeah, <laughs> that's part of the story. Yeah. She's she cools off. Yeah. She's rich. She's a rich brat. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I the, I love this movie. It's it's epic. There are scenes in it that. I always remember when I hear the soundtrack, it just like penetrates my soul. God, the score I love so the music in this movie. James Horner I love, rip. let me say it one more time. I love Jack Dawson. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Those are my final thoughts. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, this movie's fucking excellent. I mean, this this is mm. obviously a movie that I think. I don't know. I think it's easy to hate Titanic because it's it's like the cool kid on campus, right? It's like the it's like the. I don't know. It's like the star of the football team. It like won all the Academy Awards. It's a box office sensation. I think a lot of that is earned by the movie. It's like um, the movie ages really, really well. And like it's romance ages well. The effects age really well. And I think it's like Pete Cameron. It's like him bringing all of his like lessons he's learned from prior movies and doing something more classical and something more like akin to like a thirties or forties, like romance movie, like gone with the wind or something. It's like some, some kind of like, you know, three plus hour epic that's trying to do all of these different things. And I think that he like does all of those. Well, it's like, he does the, the romance. Well, once the action kind of starts like over an hour and a half in, like all that shit is gripping and it's because you care about the characters and also his like, his direction of it is so great. And he makes sure that you understand the layout of the ship. Uh, any exposition in this movie is either quick and to the point or like actually interesting to listen to because you're learning about like a real event that happened and like a real ship. None of that really drags the movie down, which I think is a lot of movies problems. Um, and it's, uh, it's really, I think easily is most emotional movie for sure. And, oh, heck, uh, I mean, there's some scenes in this movie that, like, I I hate crying in movies. Every time I feel like I'm going to cry in a movie, I just repeat to myself, Amy, you're like, you're not a little bitch. Don't do it. <laughs> but I can't help but Let shed tears cry. in this movie. I can't help baby. but share, shed tears in this movie, especially scenes with, like, oh, my gosh, families and old people dying together. And, I mean, beyond just the romance, like, you really, I feel like that this movie, love. like, you really... <laughs> You really feel what people yeah. lost. Yeah, they definitely sell all that stuff. And we didn't even talk about the ending. I th- This will tie into my final thoughts, too. But I feel like that fucking ending is so good because it does what a lot of the best movies do, which is leave some ambiguity. It's like like Amy and I were talking about when we were watching it tonight. I was like, so, so she died, right? She's dead now. And this she is like her. I don't think she died. I think she died. She I think die. that is a completely valid read of the movie is that is her death. That is her like, like, and she's entering the Titanic and it's heaven. She's her just heaven, envisioning herself being in the, in the lively ship. With I feel the like lively my people she knew. I think it's better and more poetic and more beautiful. If that's like her, she throws the thing into the ocean. And then and she goes and dies. That's Yes, wait, that's no. fucking great. That's no, awesome. That's, that's not perfect. better. No. And I just love that final <laughs> scene where it's like. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what did that's you, fine. Did you Everybody ever think that she, sees she at died the end at is the end, Adam? I thought, okay. Did you think she I, died? I didn't think she died. I okay. thought it well, was like a revisionist history. The The ending that they deserved is what well, I got from that. And that's that. that's a fair read. And that's why I'm saying it's great. Because everybody that she saw on the Titanic at the end uh, was somebody that died. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, yeah, and I think it's, uh, yeah, and I think it's really beautiful that moment where it's like Jack's at the top of the stairs and she walks up to him. He's not in a suit. He's in his normal clothes. That feels like a, a message of being like, the facade is gone. He doesn't have to fake being somebody he's not. Like, he can just be who he is. And it's like really, uh, yeah, I think it's a really beautiful ending. 
and a really great movie that I think is uh, kind of a kind of a fucking masterpiece. And it's like I know it's like I sound like I don't know like the masses when I say that. It's not like a cool movie guy thing to say, but like uh, yeah, I think a Titanic cool is movie a guy, cool movie guy. guy Follow me. It's not the hot. It's not the hot take cool everyone might be looking yeah. for. Yeah, well, that's almost my hot take as being like Titanic is fucking excellent, and y'all should yeah. reassess that. That's my hot take, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my final thoughts. I think, yeah. Okay, now now <laughs> maybe I should have let you go for it. <laughs> I mean, like it's all good. you know, there the, as I progress in you know understanding like movies and understanding like cri- criticism and how to like place things and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there, What I try to look for is, you know, what when you when when you're trying to do an objective, you know, objective is always like a hard term to use. I know that's like kind of a controversial term, but when you're trying to do like an objective, like critique as much as you can on like a film, you start from like looking at like what is the intention of the director, right? And when you look at the intention of Titanic, it is to be as um, uh, broad as you can, appeal to as many audiences as possible whilst be aiming, while James Cameron can also do a bunch of cool stuff that he wants to do like going you know going in submarine and like you know filming all that stuff like he had a bunch of like nerdy stuff at the beginning which i thought was cool like i like the frame story yeah yeah like the uh i mean i like seeing the submarine and the the drone stuff that was cool Mm -hmm. um so in that sense like i cannot fault like what he intended because the ultimate consequence was exactly what he intended like he accomplished that intention with titanic mm-hmm. and so like okay and that's good i think that makes it a very good movie because the way that audience received it was that they understood that intent and took it in right mm-hmm. and if we're going to go in a in that objective realm of um of film critique, it would probably be like in a 70, 75%, 80% like level of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I think when we're talking masterpieces, I, I try to be as like a little bit more stringent because mm-hmm. like masterpieces entail so much. They entail like a game changing cementary, which this movie has. It totally does, mm-hmm. but it also inqui- it also incorporates a story that is transcendent of like the times that it it is in, mm-hmm. and not to say that. And I'm, now I'm leaning back on like, you know, his intent. His intent was to have like the love story that everyone could like get on board, and that's great. Like that's good that he was able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm in the parameters of like, you know, masterpiece, it's kind of like you're being like controversial to the point where it's like you're changing like the times and their perspective of things. And there was a little bit of that in Titanic. I I can't say that there wasn't, it wasn't completely void of it. Like 
being able to witness some sort of this disaster is definitely a way that, you know, people would see this movie and then it affected them personally, right? And, like, look back at that and say, man, that was really fucked up and, like, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, I just don't see it just, like, there's just, there's just something that doesn't really breach that threshold for me. You know, yeah, yeah, and maybe like I don't uh, have that completely down yet, but um, I guess it's just like you know, um, maybe maybe it's just the simplicity of it, but I can't use that as an excuse either, you know, and that's why I'm just trying to parse right now as I do this kind of final review. But maybe you, you should watch it again. Uh, put it on. Put it on now. Just a breezy three twenty. Come on, you got <laughs> I, it. I mean, yeah. we have a babysitter. We can. We'll sit here. Uh, yeah, let's, let's watch, watch it again. Let's <laughs> put it on now. We'll do a live commentary. That's why this episode is uh, five but, and a half hours. But you know, that actually brings me to the second point of <laughs> of the uh, my my final thoughts here was that there's also the subjective like viewpoint, and everyone has that that parameter of criticism is open to whatever you like, you know. Like, just literally, like, Yeah, like. well, that's what it is. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just not into Titanic. Like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't... Um, I, I'm just not feeling it. Well, there's, there's like... Yeah, yeah, there's, like... Uh, like, I can't... There's a lot of stuff wrapped up in that. Yeah. It's, like, there, there's nostalgia. There's, mm. like, the fact that I saw this when I was seven or eight. Mm. There's... Uh, the the types of movies that I like. It's like yeah. we talked about this on our uh best of twenty nineteen mm-hmm. episode in that I, I chose a, a lot of the movies that I chose check off the most boxes for me personally. Right. And so I chose something like uh like Wolf of Wall Street, for example, yeah. was one. Um, or I don't know, the witch was another one that was on that list where it checked off a lot of boxes for me personally. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's approaching it from more of a subjective angle. And I, and I think that's why I, Mm. I love this movie, you know, uh, I, I guess, you know, more, more than you do, but I, I, I feel like this movie in a lot of ways is different from what I typically like. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I think it is interesting that it's one of my favorite movies because I'm not huge on romance movies. Mm-hmm. It's not my first genre to go to. I'm not I'm not anti-romance. Well, you're a, oh, you're a huge yeah. fan of disaster yeah. movies like 2012 is another one of your faves, right? Or I'm just 20... it's a joke. <laughs> like what? <laughs> too, too late to make yeah, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a dumb joke like that. I'm usually uh, more for like... Like I like animated movies. I yeah. like uh, psychological thrillers. I like, you like tense horror movies things, too. horror movies, yeah. drama movies. Well, I mean, when I'm like flipping through Netflix, I'm not imme- going to the romance section at mm. any point. If romance is in a story, it's usually like a, well, yeah, a thing I mean, that happens I, as I a byproduct, not but story, something I'm yeah. searching. I feel for. the same way. Like I dig a lot of like romance movies when when they're brilliant. You know, like. Phantom Thread, like, that's, like, I love that movie. Her, love that movie, too. It's just, like, with with Titanic, it's something that, um, I don't know, I just don't particularly, like, connect to. And it's uh, it's just a subjective thing. Like, I'm not trying to say that there's some logic behind this, like, dislike. It's just, 
I just don't, I don't, I never really felt like anything towards like Jack and, and Rose. I mean, I know. do notice mm. that there's this part of the way that Jack shows his affection towards Kate that triggers some animalistic part of me okay. and being like, this is fucking great. He's awesome. Mm. So He's I could see nice how boy. if you're not on that part of the spectrum, mm. that takes a big chunk of the enjoyment I get from this movie out okay. of it. Yeah. Not yeah. all of it because I love the cinematography and I love the mm. music and I love like so much else about it, but that is yeah. something about well, it. Well, the, really the like. movie is definitely he he's the more interesting part of the duo, right? Yeah. Because she's he's like definitely the better character. Yeah. It's like, she's like the, I, she's like the, the straight man in this duo. And he's like the one entering, entering in. He's the changing, spice. Yeah. Yeah. He's the spice. He's like mm-hmm. the shifting the status quo. It's like, I was going to use the term, uh, what's the, uh, pixie manic pixie manic dream pixie girl, dream but he's not, he's not, it, the movie isn't like boiling it down to something like that. Uh, basic, but, but it's it like, he's filling, yeah, he's filling that role where it's like, he's the one kind of like showing her another side of life. It's mm. like, he's at the boring dinner and then he's like, let's go fucking dancing. And then they're having a party dancing. And it's like, it's so I can understand, like, it's so fascinating to me though, that like Cameron approached this movie through that lens of like, Jack is the one who's going to be kind of shifting her status quo. Um, but I was just going to say like reading between the lines of what you said mm. and how you approach movies and stuff. It, it, it's almost like this movie lacks like specificity because I feel like that's what that's what you I more think cling I, to. I, I, I love spe- specificity. Yeah, sure. where you because yeah. Phantom Thread is like specific directions mm. being made where it's not that movie is anything but broad, you know. And I think I guess because like more exploration yeah. of like the human condition is mm. that sounds pretentious, but yeah. Well, in that movie I mean, is like yeah. exploring yeah. a toxic relationship yeah. and where that goes and stuff like that mm. and. And it's like Titanic is a big, broad fucking like yeah. just like a movie. It's like a fucking movie. And uh, yeah, and it's 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 got to be a more fucking broad. movie. It's a fucking movie, man. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. Put it on the poster. Yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> guess just to, to wrap it up, this yeah. movie, this movie is good. Like, I, 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 I mean, I'll I'll admit it. I'm not ashamed to like uh, reverse things. I've. Definitely have, uh, I could definitely not the same opinion as I had as a seven year old, like about a lot of things. Gross. Wow. Yeah. That is gross. Uh, that is quite, That's growth, Adam. That's huh? true yeah, growth. Yeah, growth. <laughs> that's growth, right? <laughs> it to, is. You know, physical you changed and. changed from your seven year old self. Round of applause. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, isn't that nuts? <laughs> I know. And I have a lot of other things I'm working through my seven year old psyche right now. So. Yeah. You know, as we all but, are, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good movie. And, um, I, I just wouldn't be interested in watching it again anytime soon, you know? Sure. That's yeah. fair. I mean, it's to, it doesn't help that it's three hours. Yeah, it doesn't help this. 15 minutes long. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's going to do it on Titanic, babe. Mm. Amy, thanks for being on. You're welcome. You, you had some awesome yeah. insight on Titanic. It was really good to have you. I join in with commentary on my kink. Come on now. Wait, what? You're, you're well, kink? Leo, Leo specific, the Leo specific <laughs> oh. kink. Wouldn't it be terrible if he was your fetish though? That would, Brent would have to wear like a Leo like mask. Well, we don't need to get into hey, all that. Brent I, has the blue eyes. The iron mask is what you're saying. Brent has blue eyes. <laughs> there you go. Does he have, 
He has. I he has blue eyes. Me. See, that's the shit he that like. Peaks, I don't know. Uh, did you not notice him peeking over his drawing as he's drawing Rose with his blue that's eyes? True. See that scene, man. That and scene remember is when we first started fuck. dating? I kept saying, "Man, I love your blue eyes. I like." Well, you like when I draw you like. You like. I like when you draw me like your French yeah, girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You should. Sorry. You have to thank James Cameron yeah. for your your marriage. Then that's true. Essentially, that's very true. Yes. I feel like we watched Titanic early on. I feel like Did you we? told me like on our first date. Uh, we don't have to get into all that, but yeah, mm. I'm glad we had you on this episode. I don't yeah. think that I mentioned that on my first date with you, but mm. yeah, it was early on for sure. Yeah, it was great having your perspective on things. It's good to like not just hear us dumbasses like go at movies all the time you know yeah i mean i'm a pleb with when it comes to movies um but i'm here for the pleb you still consume movies and your perspective is just as valuable as you know us obsessive asshole nerd dudes (laughs) you know (laughs) you can you consume movies and you can you can think whatever you want about about yeah Yeah, for sure um do you have any you want to plug your like psn my PS. I don't know, like what you oh, play. Yeah. You play here. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. If you too. play Red Dead online, my mm. PSN is Amarella underscore Delfino. There you go. And um, no creeps, please. Um, what's your creeps. current level? Oh, we on only there? have creeps that listen. Huh? To this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your current level? I'm currently level two fifty on Red 250. Dead. Two fifty. Jesus, Man. that's crazy. Holy shit. Is I recently got into oh. Elder Scrolls Online, but I'm not very far in that. Mm. But um. Um, play a little bit of Diablo, mm. yeah, Minecraft. At at her, but, but Red don't Dead be Online is the primary thing. At her, but don't be a creep. Yeah, just like no most. creeps, please. I mean, I don't know what else to plug. I don't like. I stopped Twitch streaming because it's mm. lame. I don't like people telling me how to play games. Yeah, that's what it turned it's into. Not is fun. that what it It's of, not fun oh, for people to be like, do this, do that. Yeah, I don't know how people do that. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to be it for Titanic, guys. Yeah. And um, tune in next week for The Hurt Locker. Way to get that one on the books. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm. And uh, then after that, Avatar. Then after Mm. that, Zero Dark Thirty. And mm. that's going to be it for this season. For sure. Guys, it's 2020. It's 2020. Also, we should have mentioned that up top. It's a new year. New decade. New decade. New podcast. 2020 is either going to be a better year or it's going to be the worst year. Y'all, it ain't starting off great, uh, just geopolitically, um, but, um, <laughs> you know, topic for another podcast. But, but it doesn't matter because we're surrounded by friends and family. Are you tapping your family. cat's mouth? Yeah, she loves it. Um, Anna's here. We are surrounded by friends that we love and family that we love and nothing, and we have food to eat. Everything's pretty amazing, right, guys? That's very true. You get to do an amazing podcast with... Amazing people, and it's love. it's all cool. Yeah. It's great, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and we appreciate you. And listen to everyone else on the Sticker Fridge Network, and check out the website for any blog post. Yeah, uh, listen to Countdown to Skywalker. That's right, you um, were on there. I was. I was uh-huh. on their big old The Rise of Skywalker, like mm. three hour episode where we all collectively lose our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a couple of Mandalorian episodes. Listen to those. I think they have a video of the fucking Rise of Skywalker episode on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, go listen and watch all that. And uh, yeah, tune in next week, guys. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Later. Bye-bye. later.